0: Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is all about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level. Welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Burrus, and today we're going to interview Trent Alinek. Trent Allenick manages the Inspiring Children Foundation. The foundation's mission is to inspire at-risk children to become kind, hardworking, and extremely grateful human beings so that they are motivated to give their best to become professionals at life. The foundation provides children with mentoring, education, mindfulness, apprenticeship, emotional intelligence, project-driven learning, intrapreneur skills, entrepreneur skills, sports, and nutrition. Jules, famous singer, who due to family circumstances was homeless at 18. She is one of the biggest proponents and supporters of this foundation. So let's listen to Trent Alenik. Trenton, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Tell us a little bit about this the Inspiring Children Foundation and how did it start?
1: The Inspiring Children Foundation started 15 years ago in Las Vegas, Nevada to help me and my good friend, Frederick, at the time. We were really struggling to find our way in life and a path and a gentleman by the name of Ryan Wolfington and Marty Hennessy took us by the side and really showed us that direction and a positive path and really mentored us um, with the goal of getting a college scholarship through tennis and education. So we both uh, ended up achieving that goal and really changed the course of our lives. Um, and now we're in our 15th year as an organization. And after college, both Frederick and I came back to be uh, continued um, involved with the foundation and the program. So that's where we are today.
0: And what drew you back to the foundation?
1: Uh, the foundation is really an organization and a group of people that were striving to be the best in all areas of their life and for me after college I wasn't sure what my path was going to be professionally and I had opportunities to work on Wall Street and I had studied finance in college um, but something was drawing me back home really to, to better myself and to p- provide an even better opportunity for the next generation of players that were coming through our organization.
0: What a well, wonderful mission and what is the most impactful thing that you feel the foundation has taught you?
1: I would say the foundation has really taught me a few things. One is um, it really instilled a work ethic in me. And I think the biggest challenge we have as millennials, um, I'm 28 at the moment, is the hard work and the discipline and um, sticking with a project or business for five, even 10 years like uh, the generation before us you know, had done to be successful. I feel like our mentality a lot of times is the grass is greener on the other side or we want to bounce around to a lot of things. So um, the foundation has taught me the importance of a work ethic and really finishing and following through on an objective, on a goal, on a project. And for me coming back, um, I had given a two year commitment and uh, I'm here six years later. Um, Each year it just gets better and better. So definitely work ethic and second, I would say it has given me the tools to find peace of mind and happiness. And a big part of our program is mindfulness and meditation and yoga and having healthy outlets to relieve stress, to relieve worry, anxiety, um, and giving us practical tools on how to do that.
0: So explain a bit the practical tools that allow you to do that and how it's allowed you to be much more at peace with yourself, and how do you transmit that to others?
1: Yes, we're very fortunate actually, this year we're partnering with Jewel to provide a whole human curriculum, um, in her words. So what that means is to be whole human in all areas of your life, from sleep patterns, to nutrition, to psychology, relationships with family members, friends, parents, diet, and education on psychology and and how our mind operates. So for me, a practical tool that I do every day is I take 15 to 20 minutes every morning to stretch and do yoga. So for me, that's a physical alignment. And then I spend about 15 to 20 minutes um, in meditation, in mindfulness meditation. So it's just the practice of being aware of thoughts and letting them go. And through through that, I feel feel like I'm ready to start my day because I have physical and spiritual spiritual alignment. And that that gives me a sense sense of calm it centers me, and it aligns my energy to go and uh, focus on, you know, what I need to do with my best intention.
0: And working with this foundation, with these children, how do you teach them to have this alignment and have this positive attitude?
1: Yeah, That's a great question. So a lot of our students come from a variety of uh, backgrounds and adversities, from uh, single-family homes, from welfare to even uh, a few... Uh, Students have wanted to end their life and have tried, unfortunately. Um, Fortunately, they came out of it and through group discussions and sort of a group council, the children actually heal themselves because one will open up about a struggle or a a circumstance they find themselves in and then another student will relate or we see this a lot um, with some of the younger girls, uh, we see, you know, body image or self-confidence issues really. Um, get to them. So just by airing out what's going on inside their head and having others chime in about their struggles with it. Um, We also have a mentoring system. So for our high school students, they're mentored by our college students. And we now have uh, over 100 students in college to schools like Stanford, Harvard, Princeton, um, you know, UNLV, Air Force Academy. So the students that have already gone through this program and have conquered a lot of their demons are able to help the high school students do the same.
0: There's a means to voice the concerns uh, and uh, basically the other people help them out. How do you keep them to be very positive?
1: I think for us it's just constantly inspiring them. So, uh, we have a leadership program and we bring in leaders in the community to share their story with them. So, and most leaders as you've probably you know, seen with their stories and through your interviews and your experience working with them um, a lot of great, successful people have overcome a lot of adversities in their life. So for them to be open and share their stories on how they've conquered um, the hard times in their lives, it really gives motivation to our students to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And if they can get through these choppy waves, um, your success is waiting for them.
0: So really listening to other people that are very successful according to certain criteria and uh, what struggles they've gone through. Very, very good.
1: And then uh, we host retreats as well as I mentioned uh, before this podcast, um, we do about four retreats a year, uh, leadership retreats, and really it's a time for our students to bond outside of their day-to-day schedule. They're going pretty strong from eight in the morning till six at night, training at a very high level in sport, and then focusing on either school or project-driven learning, entrepreneurial development. So to be able to take them out of their day-to-day into a safe environment, into nature, It really gives them the opportunity to gain perspective, to be still, to connect together. And we have unbelievable discussions after dinner each night where they really heal themselves. And it's just, it's mind blowing.
0: And how many students are there?
1: So the Inspiring Children Foundation supports 500 students throughout the Las Vegas Valley each year. Our goal, out of seven facilities, and our goal is to have these students build up to our leadership program. The leadership program we have about 50 to 75 students in a given year and they're with us five to six days a week from four to eight hours a day Um, the students in our leadership programs are the ones that are going on to college on scholarship and they're the ones that are really grasping this excellence in in their whole human and you know all aspects of their life
0: how does the foundation get underserved youth from the inner city to the ivy leagues which is what you expressed but uh, for not having many opportunities at school, and maybe even not being able to concentrate at school, for them to go to a Navy League is a huge step. How do you do it?
1: That's a great question, and that's kind of our secret sauce. It's a massive undertaking, as you can imagine, taking a student from, uh, from three to five, to even eight or 10, and being with them through those years of adolescence and teenage years and defiance. And then, you know, junior, senior, and high school. As you know, these top universities around the world are so competitive to get into. Virtually th- tens of thousands of applicants have straight A's, almost perfect SATs, and ACT scores. Um, so for us, it's what's that diff- differentiator going to be to allow them to earn a spot. Um, some of these top schools only maybe have 1,500, 1,600 spots in a given year. Um, so for us, we see a couple of aspects. One is we demand straight A's from our leadership students. And that's something where 10 years ago, we were like, it's, it's great, we shoot for the stars, maybe we land at a five, and that's okay. But we started to see students get straight A's and ones that weren't academically gifted. And in high school, a lot of it's work ethic. And if they communicate to the teachers the vision of where they want their life to be, and to be open about the areas that they're weak in and the subjects. A lot of times we see teachers do meet them halfway and they have empathy, and they will spend extra time out of school to help them achieve their goal. So grades is number one. Two is we've been very fortunate to have a lot of parents that believe in this mission, and a lot of parents are first, second generation Americans. Uh, Many of them are not educated, and they know what a struggle it's been for them to sustain their lives and to get their kids where they are. So they are very on board and we spend a lot of time with parent education. So with the SAT and ACT, some parents, we educate them on how important it is to read and not to have our students in their phone or in video games. So we highly recommend students don't do video games. And some parents have even removed televisions from their houses and replaced it with books. So by reading at such a young age, that's going to give them a great leg up on the SAT, on the English portion. Thirdly, all of our students are training at a very high level in tennis. We've had eight students that have been number one in America. We've had students compete at the U.S. Open. We have one at Wimbledon right now. and uh, So from a tennis perspective, they're very, very high level in the country. So a lot of times they'll be recruited by the coach, and the coach will have two or three spots per year to recruit a high-level athlete. Um, And the tennis will give them a little on um, some of the grade standards that many of these schools have. So that's the third, and the fourth and final piece is really the the college essay. So we spend a lot of time on the essay helping our students find their story and articulating the adversities they've overcome and the struggles to show the person that they are now. And that is really what hits the strings with with admissions that we found. So with those four pieces, um, that's kind of how we've done it.
0: How wonderful. And what made you finally decide to dedicate your life to the foundation?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So after college, as I mentioned before, I had worked on Wall Street for two summers. I had an opportunity lined up in Miami for a startup, and I was not sure what path I was going to head in. I knew that working um, in finance wasn't the right path for me. There are a lot of people that were much better at numbers, and uh, more analytical so I knew that I would kind of just be one of a hundred thousand in a big investment bank and I didn't really see myself thriving in that environment and then I thought a startup sounded great it was sexy everyone my age wanted to be involved in the next Facebook so I had interviewed with a couple of uh, former teammates from my from my school and that, that ended up not working out so I virtually graduated without a job. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time who was, had a job in New York and Everything was lined up there, but I just knew deep down in my gut that it was right to come home. And at the time, it was to get my life right and to start living these values that I had learned at a younger age, but I kind of lost during college. Another reason was I have a brother who's nine years younger that's in the program, and I wanted to make sure that he uh, was you know, on the right path and I could help see him off. And then, um, yeah, one year turned into two and now we're at six. and. It's really the best decision I've ever made, and I'm very fortunate to be um, in a job that has a lot of meaning, and um, what I do really impacts young people and helps shape their life, and then their families, and their college environment. so it's been an incredible ride, and I'm very fortunate to be where I'm at.
0: Well, it's a wonderful mission. You're the only staff member, so how in the world can you do all the things you do?
1: It's crazy. I think about that sometimes. So the reason why I'm a only staff member is due to finances. We've been a very grassroots boutique nonprofit foundation, and in our fifteenth year, we're finally starting to gain a little traction. Now with Jewel coming on board, we're very fortunate. Mike Tyson has been an ambassador and supporter. Richard Branson does a pro am for us called the Necker Cup on his island. So, in the last couple of years, we're starting to gain some momentum. Hopefully, we can raise enough funds where I can bring on some people to help me carry out the mission. So. This has truly been, you know, dedicating my life for the last six years. It's six, seven days a week from 9 in the morning till 10 or 11 at night. I've had to sacrifice a few things, but for me, the greater mission and the greater good is what's really propelled and motivated me to do all the tasks and manage all the details and the fundraising and events and mentoring and programs and, you know, everything that goes into running a small operation. And it's given me a great education on how to run a small business. Just because we're a nonprofit doesn't mean we shouldn't focus like it is a business. And I've been very fortunate to have a great mentor, Ryan Wolfington, who started the foundation, who's also been my mentor since I was 14 and helped put me on the right track. He comes from a business background and used to restructure companies. So to be able to learn from him and to execute on a lot of the things that I've learned um, has been great. So hopefully this year, fingers crossed, we'll get some more staff and I can get a little more sleep at night and maybe go on a a trip here or there, so.
0: Who are your key partners and supporters?
1: Yeah, so as I mentioned, uh, we're very fortunate to have Jewel as a key supporter with our whole human leadership program. Uh, She's also in the works with putting a partnership together with Zappos. We've gotten to know their whole team and they've been a great partner to us. The No Quit Tennis Academy is our tennis partner here in Las Vegas so they provide all the tennis training uh, at a scholarship rate discounted rate for all of our foundation families which is beautiful and the foundation doesn't cover the difference the academy just donates that difference in fee to the family and then the family and everyone in the foundation that receives a scholarship through the tennis academy has to earn their scholarship so families um, are coaching the younger kids they're taking the trash out doing maintenance Um, some of the parents are plumbers or have little auto body shops, so they fix our cars, so we're really trying to maximize our resources there. The Necker Cup has been an incredible event for us, and the National Tennis Foundation, the USTA Foundation, which runs the US Open, has been a great partner, um, and you know, a lot of great doctors and lawyers and professionals here in town. And also, we just did a gala, the Sands Corporation has um, asked us to be part of their accelerator program, which means they're getting behind us for three years, funding our gala, giving us grants, and really providing a stage and a platform for us to do what we do on a bigger level.
0: And so what do you need more of to have more children go through this program?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So we definitely need more staff, as I mentioned, so we can grow our capacity. Um, That would be incredible. We could really use more vehicles. Right now we transport our players in 2 15 passenger vans. So when we're doing retreats or trips um, to grow, we're going to need more transportation. And eventually we're going to need a bigger office space. So we're very fortunate the city of Las Vegas donated a classroom for us to use in Lorenzi Park. So it's probably, it's not big at all, it's maybe 600 square foot. And that's our stores, that's our classroom, that's our project room, that's our war room, that's everything. So I think eventually we're going to outgrow that space and be looking for a small office.
0: So where do you see yourself in a few years?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. So eventually I'd like to buy a place of my own. You know, I don't make a ton, and um, I do it from the heart. So uh, I've decided to move back home after college. I've been living with my parents the last six years. So I see myself still in Vegas, still involved, um, but, you know, living on my own. And really my motto is... I think when, we, when we're young, we have visions of being an astronaut and going into space, and then I wanted to be an architect, and then in college, I had a vision of working in finance, so I just really let go of, of plans, and I just focus on health, peace of mind, happiness, and hopefully I can sustain that, and wherever, uh, wherever my career path or opportunities arise in the future, you know, I'm just going to use my intuition and my gut to make those choices.
0: Wonderful. I thank you very much on behalf of all these children, the wonderful work you're doing. And where can people get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so we have a great website, inspiringchildren.net, which has all the information on the program. And for those that are on Instagram, they can um, check out our Instagram, which is inspiringchildren. And if anyone would like to ever email me, my email is manager at inspiringchildren.net.
0: Excellent. Thank you so very much for... uh, this uh, interview, I wanna ask you a last question. How have you developed your leadership in this position?
1: I would say I've developed my leadership uh, by failing and by being a poor leader in a lot of situations and then having the guidance from my mentor, Ryan Wolfington, to point out my mistake and then to talk about the, the mistake and then to discuss how I can fix it and make it better for next time. So one thing that I'm really working on now is delegation, because I have been the only staff member, so I just haven't had a practice in delegating tasks and following up and things like that. So now that uh, we're very fortunate, we've got some interns, college alumni, and looking to hire a staff member. So working on my delegation skills, my motivation, my vision, um, and all those things, I get to practice on a daily basis and have that self-critique, but also critique from my
0: Wonderful, thank you so very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com and sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon. And until then, bye for now.